0: This call is being recorded. You are Lockdown Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. So how was everybody's Friday? Um, cool, Kind of interesting. I guess, quiet, you know, the quiet storm and the nerves of it all and the nervous nillies and all that stuff. We're going to get to it and get through it host, Jeff Lloyd, from SI.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith. Uh, the McDaniels' made their way to Berea. Um, do you want to make something of Josh and his wife or not? You could. You can. And to each their own on that one. Seven hours at the facility. Uh, obviously did go back to Boston. Uh, all of that. Um, everyone wanted the Haslam's, which they said they were going to do, was do a deep and thorough search. Eight interviews. They have done that now. Um, Pretty much everybody there sit down, talk about it, and see where this goes. Uh, Pete, uh, I I guess we're through the trial and audition run, and uh, we should know something soon.
1: Well, uh, uh, earlier this week, there were reports from both Ian Rappaport and Josina Anderson that they were going to make a decision on Saturday. Um, and everything they did today was consistent with that. All the expectations that were put on this were from the outside and artificial, so any disappointment from that was entirely invented by people who basically wanted a decision now. Um, I, I think it's as much Brown's ownership and, and the people running the search as it is uh, the uh, McDaniels that they are essentially sleeping on it and coming to a decision, uh, on this, I I still I expect it will be McDaniel's, but uh, it you know maybe it'll be Stefanski, maybe uh, McDaniel's ultimately will will decide they don't want to do it. But you know uh, nothing about this like bothers me it, or says that the Browns screwed this up or anything like that. They did what they said they were going to do, followed through with it. If anything, uh, going to a decision today and and, and making trying to force a higher um, would have been, you know, against the, you know, out of the ordinary and against the plan, which so I'm I'm glad that they are sticking with it and going through their whole process and being honest to it. Oh, uh,
0: and well, that's, that's refreshing. And it's, you know, in its case there. And it also says, you know, maybe something, you know, for D. Podesta where, you know, the Haslam's weren't just going to essentially say, that's it. You Know, you know, like the guy or gal who leaves their crowd, you know, for the guy, you know, for the guy or gal they're interested in. It's not like, oh, well, you want to know what we said, all these things, and we, we sounded really good saying it, but Josh is here. Here's the blank check. Let's get the cameraman out. Let's start taking some pictures. Um, it didn't go that way, but you know, extensive seven hours. Uh, I don't think you have to sell the McDanielses essentially on moving to Ohio, you don't have to sell them that <laughs> obviously. Um, You know, question is, is, you know, where is it? And, you know, then there was something that came out, you know, where had Josh had interviewed with San Francisco a few years ago. And San Francisco has someone in their front office, extremely similar to what Paul DePodesta does here. Um, Josh was comfortable with it then. Um, You know, could it be something where Josh may be comfortable with that type of role and eventually doesn't want Paul to be that guy? Who knows? But, you know, the two of them don't really have much of a relationship to each other. Uh, uh you know Odell whether it was you know peeping in uh, you know popping in uh, you know obviously you know have you know his medical injury and, and issue checked out or you know did he want to come you know get a couple words in <laughs> certainly possible um, the fact that he went home I don't know when anybody's I mean in, in Pete does anybody ever forget that like there used to be like second interviews like I don't understand why everybody thinks like you know it was. Absolutely, like, you know, they were going to come out and everybody with like the Pope type of things, like they were going to come out and, you know, Josh signed, Josh signed. I, I mean, that part of it seemed to get a little bit weird, a little bit ridiculous, um, you know, but all intents and purposes, look, you know, I I don't know if I can tell you. I, I have something closer where I'm getting information on this. I've only told one person of this yet. It's not been Pete. So maybe I'll be nice enough and I'll tell Pete after this um, where I, I have, I'm getting good info on this. Um, so it's, if, if he's the guy you want and, you know, and the thing is it, it shouldn't come down to anything else. Um, you know, it's, if you're the owners and this is the guy you want, I, I mean, you're going to look to appease them. Uh Everybody else works for you. So if they don't like it, I, you know, I guess they can move on um you know stevansky we may know by seven o'clock tomorrow night you know whether or not kevin stevansky you know is real or isn't real i mean there's still the possibility that minnesota may say hey would you rather just coach our team so it's difficult with that and this is their guy and all the stuff that's coming out and you know all the blah 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 from a lot of these freaking twitter accounts you guys shouldn't be following or listening to Uh, but he was there and you know and and this is what what it kinda is for me is is this is something the Hasm truly the Hasms truly want. Or, or, you know, but how many guys times does this really work out for this franchise, Pete? Not a lot of times can they take a swing in and actually crush it and at least get what they wanted?
1: Uh, uh I don't know. I mean, they in some ways lucked into an opportunity to, that the the jobs opened to it opened and, 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 and filled up as quickly as they did. They, they, they have a quarterback that's attractive uh, to coaches. They have some players like miles Garrett and others that are very attractive. Um, So, I mean, they've, you know, they've got a shot at this. They're at least taking the better process with it. They're at least committing to trying to get everybody on the same page. These are things that shouldn't be new, but nevertheless, here we are. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, if the Haslam's are good about making the organization function as it should, then you know even if it's not a great hire, they can make it better. And if it is a good hire, it'll make it that that it it'll potentially make it great. So uh, you know even if even if they don't necessarily you know get the best coach possible, they have the opportunity to sort of make sure everything goes on around it as smoothly as possible. And I'm hoping they do that instead of focusing on the minutiae and getting obsessed and worrying about outside opinions and those type of things. Uh, because if they do that, they could make whatever they do far more successful and avoid some of the disasters they've run into, including just this past year. (laughs) It's
0: yeah. Um, you know, and the thing, they they finally, they need something that's going to be stable and yeah and this is this is a huge part of it because a lot of times it was hey you can come here and do whatever you want uh you know nobody's going to come here on a free agent contract um hopefully you can draft well because we need a quarterback we need a pass rusher our secondary is kind of in shambles we really don't have very many playmakers but now this is where this is kind of gussied up and it's you know it's not the going to look at the old fixer upper and oh well the house is you know it's it's pretty cheap for its price well that's great because I got to drop about hundred grand in it just to make it livable. A lot of it is you know you can actually see the vision. A coach like Josh McDaniels can come in here and see the vision of well I've got Baker, I've got these wide receivers. Um, I don't know what's going on with this tight end position, but they got five of them, and I'm really familiar with tight ends because we did a lot of that in New England. All right, running backs. I got a bell cow. I just had I had a running back I like to feature in the run game for the last two years in New England. Kareem Hunt, you don't know how he views him, but you know, you can find those guys who are capable of catching 50 to 60 passes a year. And you know, it, it's a lot easier to play the mind game for any potential coach coming to the situation of, you know, how can I see this working? And you need the pieces to do that. And the pieces are here, which it hasn't been. The case in years past so um what I've heard is it went very well both sides um I've heard that neither side nothing changed nothing nobody's changed their stance everybody's still interested and uh, there you know in respect the hazards for this for actually following through on the word like they have not had many times in the past just see where it goes you know I understand, you know, I I, I know that the Hazems know they've got to write a pretty good check here. Uh, you know, Josh, the, you know, a lot of times people, when it's, you know, you think it could possibly be your last chance, maybe you, you, you want that comfort, you know, of being home. And, you know, you've got at least that kind of backing to it. And it's, it's appealing. The roster's appealing. It, I, I do believe it's going to get done. And I, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts, Stefanski is going to end up being the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. I just have a feeling that's the way that one's going to turn out. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Playoff picks coming. Jeff Lloyd, P. Smith, locked on Browns. Uh, you need apparel? Best apparel I can recommend is my guys over at Zabel. Craig Zabel, fantastic guy. Runs a great company. The shirts, I, I love the thought behind them. The artwork does a thorough job. Doesn't just take some one some six hour hashtag and run with it, put some thought in it, appreciates the team, appreciates the players, gears the shirts and the he does to them. And it, it, it just comes out. Well, it's, it's quality. They, they stand up to a wash. Uh, I have a bunch of it. Uh, I a veteran owned company, two kids serving actively in the military, just a great family. I love the product they put out. It's consistent. It's strong, just like the family themselves. Zable at Zable on Twitter. You need gear. Check out the folks over at Zable. So this week is going to be switched up playoff wise. And I, I don't, I never like the one conference on Saturday, one conference on Sunday, um, but you know, we're going to kick it off tomorrow. And you know, it, it's, this is where it, it, for me, it does get a little interesting is, you know, the Vikings were, you know, essentially the, you know, second winning team off the field on Sunday. Here they are the first f- team on the field on Saturday. This is kind of why I don't necessarily like this so much. Uh Vikings 49ers. Uh Pete, for the Niners, it's going to be okay. Well, everything was great. You absolutely had a fantastic regular season. Can you translate it when it matters? Minnesota, can you pull, you know, another rabbit out of your hat or a big play in a crucial spot and go ahead, big guy.
1: Well, I'm going to take the 49ers, but I think it's going to be close. Um, and and again, this comes down to my lack of faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think, especially in a playoff situation, uh, where a team can can focus on that. If the Vikings can at least contain the run and put the game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, then I think they have a really good shot at winning. As Kirk Cousins is better, um, but I think San Francisco is a little too talented. I think they have more than enough on defense to cause some real issues for the Vikings. Uh, I don't know what they're going to get out of uh, out of the linebacker that's coming back. Brian uh, Alexander. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of these guys coming off these injuries, and it's really hard to know what he's going to do. I mean, it's a torn pec, so it's it's not like you know it's his legs or anything, but still, I don't know what that really entails. Nevertheless, um, I, I do think San Francisco has enough. I'm not sure how far San Francisco can go with Garoppolo, but I think they will get past Minnesota this week.
0: Uh, the question is for me, and uh, I hate to put a checker on a checker, but I'm gonna—is I—I think San Francisco is going to win this. Is who's your answer for George Kittle? And look, I love Hir- Harrison Smith, but you can pretty much say this about any defense in the NFL right now when you're playing the 49ers. Is what is your answer for George Kittle? The other thing is as far as Vikings defense versus the 49ers offense is, you don't know who it's going to be. Um, you know, they have three running backs. Uh, they play four to five wide receivers, and they kind of mismatch it. And, you know, guys they think that could really be the dude this week, um, whether it's a Debo Samuel, whether it's, you know, Saunders, um, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, you know, whatever running back they think might be that. It's, and, and that makes it really tough on a defense because you don't know what they're going to come at you with. I do have my reservations about Garoppolo, just as much as we had our reservations about Kirk Cousins last week. Uh the and the other thing where I, I am kind of positive here a little bit from Minnesota is if you can get after the quarterback like you did last Sunday, it does not matter what team you're playing. Um, you know, you're you know, you look at the Giants and the two Super Bowls where they beat the Patriots. You can get consistent pass rush, you're gonna F up anybody's day. That that's possible. I just, you know, Cook is still dinged up. Feeling now a cut and is sutured and he's not doing anything, but he's supposed to be able to be a full go on Saturday. Eh, you know, that one causes some hesitation. Uh, I'm not sure who Sherman's coming but if they're going to put Sherman on Stefan Diggs, Sherman might end up in a blender. So you may see Sherman uh, on Feeling and maybe you know, a guy or two on Diggs. Uh, Richard Sherman cannot handle Stefan Diggs' feet. Uh, I think it'll be close. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go San Francisco as well, Pete. What's going put us to the nightcap? And this one's going to be an interesting because, you know, not only did Baltimore have the bye week, Baltimore shut it down week 17. So it's been a while. And I do think kind of what they do on offense, Pete, I'm not saying it's going to hurt them, but I'm not saying the break essentially the re- – I'm not saying the rest alone is going to help them. I think with you know, the amount of running they do in the motion, the amount of people that touch the ball and the things that they are showing you that could maybe show a little rust if you haven't fired up the engine, so to speak in three weeks.
1: I guess uh, I, I, when it, when it comes to the Packers, I just don't see how the Titans, the Ravens Seahawks... huh? Titans, Ravens, Pete, Titans, Ravens, uh, Ravens, uh, I don't, have any faith in uh i well first and foremost i i think that derrick henry is not going to be the same derrick henry he was last week i think that's difficult to do in back to back weeks especially in the playoffs and and the way even the Ravens as big are. As he is. um and and i think lamar jackson is just going to be a real difficult deal for the titans <laughs> i think they'll be able to do some things with pass rush i think they'll be able to to cause some problems occasionally that they can short circuit some plays, but I just don't have much faith that the Titans are going to be able to do enough. Um, You know, they struggled last week just to, you know, eight completions. I mean, it's just not enough. Uh, I I don't think it's going to get better. I think, you know, he may, he may throw for some better yardage, but I mean, just in total impact, I don't see Tannehill suddenly going to be like the man. So uh, the Ravens I think will win and I and I my, my guess is it probably won't be all that close.
0: See the the issue is and you know everybody goes back to oh well look at what you know uh, you know the Browns did to them in week four. This secondary now man it, you know they were out without their top two cornerbacks that week. Um they've got them now um you know Earl Thomas obviously you're playing well uh they've brought in pieces on defense the Ravens have uh I, I I think there could be some questions of whether or not there's a little rust from shutting it down. I do maybe a slower start, um, you know, for the Tennessee wise, you could say, Oh, well, can Derek Henry maybe keep you in this for a little bit? Sure. But Tennessee has a great defense, but the problem is is you're going to have to commit somebody to Lamar Jackson. And by doing that, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, a Hollywood Brown, a Marquise Brown, a big play, if not, you know, in, but in, in and there's the, if you're going to commit a safety to Lamar Jackson, how the hell are you going to handle Mark Andrews? Um, Mark Ingram from everything I'm kind of, it seems like it's laying out is Mark Ingram going to be out there. They have no idea if they got, you know, one quarter of Mark Ingram, two, three, four Cavs are tricky. Um, but it's not like they don't have Gus Edwards. It's not like they don't have justice Hill. I mean, they can find a way to adapt. I, I think Baltimore will win comfortably, which I'm saying touchdown, uh, but it's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be closer than some people think, and especially if Tennessee can find some way to shorten the game. But you know, for everybody who said, Oh, well, Tannehill was really throwing the ball well, you know, down the you know second half of the season, yeah, he was. But there's not much drop off between the Ravens secondary and the Patriots secondary. Um, so that's that's gonna be the key thing there. So here we are through this point. Uh this ain't gonna change nothing as uh you know, both went two and two last weekend. So we're, we're equal to this point. Pete takes San Francisco. I take Baltimore. Uh I don't know if you saw for Sunday, Pete, in the early game. Uh the Chiefs went ahead and, and did the end zones old school AFL style with the yellow. Looks pretty badass. Um, things going to be weather here, Pete. Look, you know, I know you and I were, you know, we both thought Deshaun Watson, you put him in the right situation, was gonna be the best thing for him. It gets cold, it's gonna be a little nasty there. You know, Pat's used to it. Pat's got the Absolute speed on the outside. Uh Kansas City can run the ball. It doesn't matter. I mean, literally, you could put the guy out there in just a jersey without a number, without a name. They seem to run the ball well. Uh, the biggest issue for Houston is going to be here if somehow Kansas City gets up 10 0. And because this ain't Buffalo. And this ain't Buffalo's offense. And this ain't Brian Dable. This ain't you know, this ain't, you know, Josh Allen. Kansas City gets up 10 0. It may be over for Houston before it started.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I have the Chiefs, uh, and, and I don't think that's going to be close either. Um, first and foremost, I don't know how the Texans are going to defend uh, the Chiefs' passing attack. They have to basically kill Patrick Mahomes with their pass rush because they just don't have the matchups uh, in terms of their receivers. I think Tyree Hill is going to be successful. I think. Uh, Kelsey's going to have a lot of opportunities, and they just—they—they—they're just a really bad matchup. On top of the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson and company, who haven't blocked well, uh, have have subjected him to a number of hits, are going to be playing potentially in weather, uh, which is not where they're their best on the road in a very bad, you know, difficult uh, crowd setting with the chiefs. And again, you know, you, you have teams play in overtime games, it's exhausting. And I don't know how, you know, how, how well they're going to be able to get over that in that short time span. Whereas, you know, obviously the chiefs have been able to prepare and be able to rest and they get some guys healthier than they have been. And, you know, we'll we'll see what the situation with Chris Jones is that would obviously be, be a Huge loss if he can't go, but uh overall, I, I I just think the Chiefs are better, and they're better in the type of game they're going to be playing in. It,
0: it, just the weapons, and you know, you add Hardman out of Hill, and then there's you know, look, Sammy Watkins isn't much anymore, and maybe even taking out of the equation, and it's Kelsey and the running back, and Mahomes, and now this is the second time around, and. You remember how hot he got in that second half last year against the Patriots. Never got a chance in overtime. Um, you know, so chopping kind of at the bit, and there was the missed time this year for Patrick Mahomes and you know, and for the Chiefs, you know, it's weird to say, but you know, that window's getting close, you know, where before you've got to give Patrick Mahomes some berserk banana money's banana money that he's bananas money that he's absolutely deserved. Um yeah, I, I think. Kansas City, this is gonna be an easy one for them. I, I don't like this matchup for the Texans at all, with the weather being a possible factor. You know, you're looking at Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson to hopefully maybe kind of keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. I, I don't know if I see it. You know, in any way, this one, this for me, this is you know, can, for me, this is Kansas City by double digits. And if I had to say, it, in my opinion, this is probably the biggest margin of victory of, you know, these four games we're going to see this weekend, Pete, to close it all, Pete Seattle Seahawks headed out to green Bay Seattle every year. It's, you know, do what we got to do, get to the playoffs. And, you know, we think we know what to do to make some noise green Bay. It's, there were times where it didn't look so great. And then you look at the overall record and it, 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 it was great. They put together a great season, you know, first year, obviously, you know, with their head coach, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is going to be key. You can't – with the problem with Green Bay is if they can't do both, that's when they don't look so great. So you need Aaron Jones. And, guys, we saw Seattle this year. You can run on them. Um, the pass rush they had last year, was that a mirage? I mean, last week, was that a mirage? Because that wasn't the pass rush that was consistent for Seattle this entire year. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers always feels like he's got something to prove. Go ahead, Pete. Green Bay Seattle, and it's 640. So we're getting that Super Bowl kickoff time on Sunday night, guys.
1: Uh, Yeah, so the Packers, uh, the biggest thing they have that I don't think Seattle has is the ability to win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, I I don't doubt that Jadevian Clowney can can be a problem. Uh, They're at least trying to sell that he feels better than he did last week, which is fine, but the Packers actually have linemen, and I don't think Seattle does, uh, at least not enough of them. And meanwhile, the Packers have a bunch of talented guys up front. They have talented pass rushers, and they've got a a, a beast inside in Kenny Clark. So the Seahawks' running game, which is already limited, uh, is even going to be in worse shape. So you're you you aren't you don't have you're not going into this game thinking Russell Wilson has to play well to win. You are thinking this game. Russell Wilson has to play basically his best possible football in order for you to win, and that's really difficult because if he's not perfect, that's going to be uh, really just that's an incredibly difficult bar to clear on the road and against a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I think the Packers have a, a lot of room for error in this. I think of all the road teams, they the the uh, Seattle maybe has the most. Chance to make this interesting. I think Minnesota. If I had to pick a road team, I'd probably pick the Vikings. Uh, I I think this might end up being closer than it probably should be, just because of Russell Wilson. But I think the Packers will win. This is where we're going to differ through these four games. Yeah, it's Russell Wilson,
0: and this is the every time you kind of count the guy out is when he, you know, sticks you from behind, and and. If you say you think it's going to be a close game, it doesn't matter that you know Aaron Rodgers is at home. None of that matters to Russell Wilson. The dude just seems to find a stinking way. And, look, it's it's not going to be Marshawn Lynch. It's not going to be Turbin. It's not certainly not going to be Travis Homer. It's going to be, and if it's going to get done, it's going to be because of Russell Wilson. What scares me about picking this, the Green Bay pass rush, the Seahawks all the line, eh. I don't know. Just something in here is telling me, you know, Russell Wilson, the stage. Everybody's going to be watching prime time on Sunday night. This is where we're going to differ. Pete's going to take Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle to go ahead and drop another one. And just, yeah. he's just that difficult. He's just that precise, especially in the moment and in the biggest spots. And, I don't know. I'm going to take Seattle here. We're going to get to some listener questions here in a minute. Jeff Floyd, Pete Smith, locked on Browns. Uh, anyone near Vermilion driving through, want a good meal? Go check out Open Pit Barbecue. My man John Vaughn. Uh, Don's a diehard Browns guy. Always have a you know a couple of specials per week. Relative, you know, two Browns players. You know, there's you know, yeah, obviously you know Baker from Texas. Uh, you know, sandwiches and stuff geared towards you know the Texas flavor of barbecue. This is where we kind of get along. I enjoy barbecue, and John takes this stuff to the next level. Uh, so go ahead, check out open pit barbecue. Check out John Vaughn. Go in, have a great meal. Talk some Browns. Tell John we sent you. we're gonna ro- roll through on some questions here, and always appreciate you guys in this aspect. Uh, you know, is I, I like to get to the listener questions as much as you guys you know, do, and support a, support the show. I I love you know basically essentially giving it back in spades, so uh, let's see here. Um, We'll start with this one here. First things first, this would be from at Doug Gautier. This is actually a pretty good one, Pete. Do your draft darlings change based on the coach that gets hired, scheme, et cetera? Maybe you'd favor a gathering tackle if the enemy gets the job, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know why you went with the enemy, Doug, but that's okay.
1: Well, I, the answer would be yes uh, because there's differences in what certain coaches may want to do, uh, particularly as it relates to defense since, you know, I, I don't know Gannon from, you know, Adam in terms of, you know, he's a DB's coach for the Colts. I don't know what he wants to run in terms of skiing. Um and I don't know who Stefanski would want to hire at all. Um, so that's, you know, that's to be seen. So that is, an, that, that is 100% yes. I mean, even if they both want to run zone schemes or whatever, you know, they, they may run different types. That wide zone scheme is a little bit different than what the Patriots do. I mean, the Patriots obviously had a guy like Trent Brown, so they may like a guy like Beck, uh Beckton. Whereas maybe a guy like Stefanski wouldn't, just because they'd rather have somebody a little bit more nimble. Uh, so we shall see. But it, I, I would say definitely it changes things.
0: Okay. And actually, all right, here's one since you brought up Makai Beckton. And look, I, yeah, he's certainly an interesting prospect right now. So we're going to get to this question from at, at hot underscore route. Okay. Actually, it's a pretty good to handle. That. I'm surprised it's available. Um, what makes Beckton a worse tackle spro- prospect? Then Thomas Wills and Wurfs seems physically dominant. If anything, is he worthy of the 10 pick? How far behind is Josh Jones? Who are the next best tackle prospects? Um, the thing with Becton, and I guess, Pete, the first thing you're going to worry about, though, is is, go- is going to be weight and weight control. Um, he's a big dude. Um, he's going to come into a ton of money. Um, you, sh- you hear he shows up at the Combine. 350, you're gonna pop some eyes like, like it's gonna be impressive. Um, listed weight of 369, definitely is gonna cause some hesitation. Um, and yeah, he looks good doing it, but I mean, with that weight, then there's the you know question of what it does to the body. Um, so you know, it's, you know, around 320 or so much more smoother. But Becton does have the resume of being a left tackle right now he is he's probably you know you know with each month you take three four guys whether it's you know senior bowl which Makai Becton isn't eligible for whether it's you know combine and it's you know this is what we want to see this week or and when he gets to the combine well this is what we need to see in so and so that week Becton it's going to be weight it's going to be you know how do these athletic numbers measure up against his competition he's interesting but you wait to it's got to be a bit of a con- bit of a concern. There's no doubt about it.
1: Uh, so, as, as far as Makai Beton goes, I think he's uh, probably going to go in that top fifteen area as long as there's not something that you know pops up either off field or medical. Um, it just comes down to planet theory, and he's enormous and he can move. And you look at a guy like uh, Colton Miller a couple of years ago. Uh, who was rawer than than Beckton and went tenth. Um, and obviously the, this class is a little bit different. But uh, as far as why is he behind, um, Andrew Thomas to me is is just ready to go. I think he's a plug and play guy. I think Beckton has a little bit more work to do. I think Tristan works is is very very good. He's also a little bit more specific. So for the Bronx, I think Werfs is better because I think if they're going to stick with his own scheme, he makes more sense. Um, I think for the people who love J. J. Wells, they'll say he's more uh, plug-and-play, ready to go. Um, Beckton's a little bit more of a developmental guy. But um, having said that, yeah, I expect he's going to be the fourth tackle. I expect Josh Jones will be the fifth. Um, Josh Jones is very good. He seems to have all the ability in the world, and when you watch him, um, or at least when I watch him, I sit there and go, "Why doesn't he do this every play?" Uh, because there are times where he just he just blocks until the block's done, and then turns around and basically looks look, watches the play. Um, I, I think that uh, that is a question I have, but I think he's a guy who could start pretty much immediately. And it's just you know you have to you have to interview the kid and find out what makes him tick. To see what it would take to light a fire under him to get to get him to be better, but even even if he's not, uh, he's still a pretty damn good player. So those are the five I expect um, to go first, um, and then maybe somebody like Austin Jackson could sneak in there. I don't think he's as good. Um, I think he's got more to improve upon, but as far as those main early four guys go, they're all basically super young. They're all basically super talented. It's just a very unique class. I think Beckton would go earlier in a better class, but he dreams of him going to the second round, I just don't see how in the hell that would happen.
0: Uh, it may not. And this is one thing where, um, it, Pete is obviously huge on two tackles and I agree. You probably want to draft, two because this is a really good tackle class. And for right now, you have, what, five picks in the top 100 and change. It's a good chance you're going to end up with six picks in the top 100 and change. So that gives you an opportunity. Um, then there's, you know, Jack Driscoll from Auburn. There's, um, uh, obviously, Adams out of Washington. He's got injury history, history but everything on field, everybody was always like. So, you know, medicals will be big for him at the Combine. These are guys you're going to look at, and I don't think he necessarily even at 41 necessarily have to go with the second tackle. With those two third-round picks, there's probably an opportunity you can get somebody there. Um, but, look, at 10, it's, you know, what do we do around? It's probably going to be left tackle, whoever it is. So, all these quarterbacks, by all means, please, as many of you, if you're not an offensive tackle, we want you to go top 10, like, it is nobody's business. Pete. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, uh, From Andrea Browns under Warhead 888, Josh McDaniels, Kevin Stefanski. Who's it going to be?
1: I expect it's going to be McDaniels, although right now there's a bunch of assistants that he was linked to that have been scooped up. So... Uh, Kevin O'Connell is going to be, be the offensive coordinator for the Rams. And Brandon Staley is going to be their defensive coordinator. Uh, so all these people are freaking out now um, as to what that means. Uh, but I do think it will be McDaniels ultimately. I don't know if that's the better option, but I think that's the one they want to go to.
0: I agree. And um, well, I guess we should just say that congratulations to Kevin O'Connell. It didn't happen this year, but that should put Kevin O'Connell in the driver's seat, Pete, for head coaching position in 2021. So I guess that's good for Kevin in that respect. Pete, it's been a while. Uh, Browns wise, NFL wise, draft wise, anything on Pete Smith's chest?
1: No, that's it. I mean, uh, it's waiting to see this happened and now all these people are getting on uh, twitter to basically say the browns are too slow and all this other stuff uh that they uh have essentially screwed the pooch which i find fascinating as if these guys don't talk to each other while this is going on
0: if they hired somebody three days ago it would have been too soon if they hire somebody on monday it will be too late um yeah guys yeah. pick your poison which ones are going to be um look they've done a complete and thorough search um, which they said they were going to do, which give them credit for that, at least because, you know, they're normally like the teenage child in that respect that they say they're going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they do X. And that's the end of the story. Um, all the latest stuff over at Browns, maybe Pete.
1: It's all things coaching search right now. And then uh, once that's sorted <laughs> out, it'll <would> be. <laughs> I know you're getting uh,
0: tired. I know you're getting tired. You just want something. You just want something definitive to write about at this point.
1: Uh that's not you're not wrong. And then once they get that sorted out, we can start focusing on the All Star Games, which start up uh, this coming week.
0: Uh, yeah. So Pete, obviously, we'll you know be headed out. Um, I'm not sure Sunday or the Monday, Pete,
1: after championship games. Yeah, I leave Monday. That following Monday.
0: No. Oh. All right. So yeah, obviously, we'll you know we'll sneak in. Obviously, before, you know, we'll get in. You know, Senior Bowl preview, all that type of stuff here. Hopefully, there's some more concrete information. Um, and, you know, Mary Kay, girlfriend, look, this is not going to go on in February, guys. Um, I got a bunch of those DMs today. It's not going to go on. Even if it – to say it was Kevin Stefanski, he can tell you tomorrow, yes, I will be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. He can still finish his job, guys. I mean, some of you guys don't think about things that have happened in years past. Past, He can agree to the job right now. And it doesn't mean he's still not going to finish his job in Minnesota. So, everybody just breathe relax. We'll have an answer soon. You know, the old Aaron Rodgers, relax. Everybody just hang in there. Um, then we can talk about GMs and we've got that stuff to get to and we haven't even gotten to be able to do Brown's positional analysis because this is how much the head coaching search is taken up. So we're busy. We're working. We still got a lot more coming for you guys. Uh, make sure you were following the guy, the man at underscore Pete Smith, underscore. Your favorite Browns insider Pete. I know you like to claim that.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh, look, look, you may say a lot of things. That is one thing you have never said. And I will give you, and I will, I will have your back on that one. Mr. Pete Smith, to the jabronis of the world. Uh check everything out at Browns Maven on Twitter, SI.com. You're clicking on Browns you're reading articles guess what it's beating his team over at browns maybe keep kicking ass bud the show itself at locked on browns all lowercase follow back account dms are open guys you want stuff put on the show you got questions hit me all right please right now there's like a five thousand long group tm that i'm calling on there guys it just hit me solo. Well. all right if there's 75 people in one dm i'm not gonna answer it i'm sorry i'm just not um me personally at jeff underscore lj underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. You need something. You got a question. You got a topic for the show. Ears are always open. Always looking for ideas. And as people of today, thank you for talking us off a ledge. And I try to do the best I can here for you guys. I appreciate you. The old time you guys put in here, listen to the show. I try to return it in spades and be there. This has been your daily story of all things Dog Pound. As soon as news drops, guys, the microphone is traveling with me. Soon as something becomes official, we're ready to rock and roll. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog pounds. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.